I dreamt this even better than what it is tonight. So, fuck, man. Thank you, guys. Yeah, NBA Straya, how are you going? Hey, you, you good? I hope so. I'm your host, James Clements. I'm the editor of a very good website called CodeBet. Uh, go check that out. You might have seen this podcasting mug of mine on Fox Sports Lab NBA of my good friend Carlos Boozer and my other good friend Ben Dixon, or in the paper every bloody day. Uh, I'm here in Larry Armour Studios hanging out, giving you the lowdown, all the ins and outs of the NBA season. You know, recovering from the NBA awards last night. Repping Australia pretty hardcore, I'll tell you that much. Anyway, uh, don't take things too seriously around here. We'll leave that for the nerds. Uh, today's show, very simple. LeBron broke the all-time scoring record. Kyrie got traded. <laughs> got some all-star injuries. Had a trade already. There'll be a couple more that pop off, I reckon. Uh, we'll wrap up some games for you. Got a juicy slab, that's not a knife. Old mate, no mate, spot of the night. Better than Lonzo Ball, dickhead of the week so far. Uh, we've got some Yanazi on public opinion of the day. And our back take house, we're serving up. A flame girl take, and we'll finish up with a cooking with Bainesy, considering I got a live cooking with Bainesy last night. We were just cooking, just, just dudes being bros, hanging out. Uh, right, let's bloody well get into it. Episode 883 of NBA Australia. Let's go! This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, you better. Or at least the attack of emotion from uh, Shaq when uh, he and Kareem were having their back and forth. It's pretty good. should also watch out for the shark attack if you're MJ. And uh, him trying to goad LeBron into saying... That he was the greatest. Kind of enjoyed that. Do it a tete tete. Shaq's like, I ain't got no time for MJ. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> I beat that guy. But yes, he was coming back from baseball, Shaq. But either way, uh, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Show of the Daily. That's right, the whip around. Uh, LeBron, past Kareem Abdul Jabbar, all time scoring record. You love to see it. Pretty gnarly. What a spectacle it was. Didn't expect it to happen in this game. I expected it to go to the Milwaukee uh, game on their Thursday night, so our Friday morning, which would have been, you know, a bigger sort of deal against Kareem's other old team. LeBron playing for Kareem's old team as well. Would have been good, but it, he ends up on the... Uh, he passes the 38,387 career points. He needed 36. He had 38 Shot 13 and 20, and the uh, I'll tell you what, I loved the shot that he made. Like, it was awesome, just a sort of iconic LeBron step back that we've seen a million times. They stop the game, Kareem comes out, Adam Silver's out there. LeBron gives gives it a bit of a swear, (laughs) but it was really, really like, all right, so we're going to stop the game, cool. They stopped it for Kareem as well. Awesome. I mean, this is a momentous fucking occasion. Like, it's a 40-year-old record. This is all-time shit. This is like Pantheon, Mount Rushmore, any other analogy you want to roll out. Like, holy fuck. 
Even LeBron after the game is like, oh, hasn't quite sunk in yet. It's like, yeah, no shit. You've scored the most points in NBA history. Of course, there is the weird fucky aspect of it. It's like, oh, well, we separate regular season in playoff points. I oh, do ya. Why? Oh, well, we we do. <laughs> it's like, that's not an answer. It's like, oh, it was different. It's like, well, make the fucking playoffs and score more points. A point is a point, is it not? Well, not really. Why? Anyway, uh, this is huge. The GOAT debates will happen. Uh, I'm going to probably just drop that a little bit later. I think it's in the year now. But this is, Matt, like, to see this happen in our lifetime at this moment where we've probably been able to follow LeBron closer than any other generational super-duper star in NBA history, obviously, right? Like, MJ sort of skirts around the internet era. LeBron, the way he actually lived up to the hype, lived up to the promise, is fucking chaos. Like, do you think about the amount of pressure this dude's been under his entire career, his entire, I mean, life, I mean, his upbringing and everything... This is unbelievable. Like, he is one of one. And he is probably going to go down as having, like, one of, you know, probably the most iconic, talked about, covered career of anybody. Because you think about Kareem, like, six MVPs, six titles, a bajillion fucking All-NBA nods, 19 All-Stars, and, like, fucking three newspapers covering him. (laughs) Even MJ, it's like cable news. So, yeah, they still left him alone. Everybody's either been fucking riding LeBron's ass or riding his dick. And uh, I think both of those sort of, you know, flip sides of the coin come with their own problems and hassles and everything. But for him to actually deliver on that promise to just actually score the most points in NBA history is fucking amazing. Just that simple idea. The most points in NBA history. LeBron James. He's not even a scorer. <laughs> I love that argument. It's like, oh, well, he's not even a pure scorer, is he? Dude, fucking take Kobe, man. All right. Um, I loved it. I thought it was great. I've always had like a... Uh, I love watching LeBron. And for all the sooking, for all the whinging, for all the hysterics, for all the dumb fuckery that he's sort of thrown out there at times, he's also pretty hard to sort of just sit back and, like, criticise and go, yeah, the way he's got about it's been a bit shit. So, oh, yeah. The decision was fucking dumb. Bailing on Miami, not one, not two, not three, not four. Yeah, not it was two. (laughs) Going back to Cleveland. Oh, he went back to Cleveland. Cleveland! That was awesome. Probably should have stayed there. That's right. Goes to LA because he wants to hang out and stay warm. Who wouldn't? Love that vibe too. So there's kind of like that mercenary-ish approach that you kind of look at and go, that bit wonky, but still you can't deny just the sheer fucking greatness of this overall career. Like, it is unbelievable. So, yeah, top two all time for me. Easy. Still doesn't pass, MJ. Uh, Right, that was awesome. Loved the game. I loved how hyped that crowd was. I found it weird. Everyone had their phones out. It's like sometimes you can just, oh, yeah. i got to prove that I was there. I'll pay that. That's fine. That's a bit of an unpopular opinion of the day. Oh, be in the moment. It's like, yeah, you can sort of do both. 
at the same time, I don't trust people to be able to do both. I'm going to make sure I get this shot right. How about you watch it? You can watch it on the fucking phone a million times. Just download a video. Oh, but I've got to prove I was there. All right. Uh, unreal stuff, though. The fact that Josh Giddy was on the court with him, absolutely incredible. You know who wasn't? Anthony Davis, who cracked the sads. We're going to talk about that later. Other news, Kyrie, he got traded. He might have heard about that one. Uh, Jimmy, did you do a show on Sunday? Yes, I did. Did you put it up Sunday night? Yes, I did. When did uh, Kyrie get traded, Jimmy? Oh, 6 a.m. Monday? (laughs) Instantly rendering, I don't know, big chunk of that show. Pretty redundant, but anyway. uh, Literally, you know, as the show went up, that all very uh, very much took took place. So he's off to Dallas, along with Markeith Morris, in exchange for Spitzel, Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, who I love, and uh, a first-round pick, 2029, a couple of seconds, I'm just saying, pretty good haul, right? For a bloke who's like, yeah, fuck this, trade me, or I'm out at the end of this season anyway. You're like, all right. Oh, no. What are we going to do? Kyrie doesn't want to come back. He's a fucking dickhead. And so you ship him off to Dallas. I did mention on Sunday's show, I think that's where he was more, you know, that was the team that should have gone all in. They did. I can't fault the package, really, apart from, like, you got to give up something to get something. Dorian Finney-Smith feels like the thing where you're like, oh, that hurts a bit. But at the same time, you do get an otherworldly offensive talent in return. Uh, Your defense is going to suffer, clearly. But the risk is obvious, right? Like his contract expires at the end of the year. Dallas, however, can now pay him more than anybody else if they want to commit to Kyrie Irving, which is a sentence that is definitely a sentence. (laughs) Commit to Kyrie Irving. Nah, I'm good. It's like the weird thing where you back yourself into a shit corner like the Mavericks have over the uh, last few years, building around Luka, like not having the sort of zinger pairing workout. Extreme zinger meal. Uh, Letting, you know, not being able to like basically match and pay Jalen Brunson more than the Knicks and being unwilling to at least and letting him go. Now you get supercharged Jalen Brunson who plays less defense and (laughs) is probably a little bit better on offense. So it's pretty fascinating. And the fit, I kind of love it. You've got now two of the best ISO players in the NBA. So, oh, well, is there going to be enough ball? Yes, there's always going to be enough ball. Luca is a very willing passer. I think... We've seen Kyrie win a fucking title with a ball-dominant wing or a big wing-sized player who handles the ball. It was 2016. You might remember it. And I think this is kind of like a similar pairing, right? Offensively, how do you stop that two-man game? Just like a Kyrie-Luka pick-and-roll or even just Luka driving into like a bit of double coverage. If he doesn't have to do his like little pullback, step-back, he can maybe kick to a slightly more open Kyrie who's like, sweet. I'll just drop this, boom. I think just the simple idea that it takes that little bit of pressure off Luca is fucking massive for the maps. Of course, as I tweeted out, it means that Josh Green has to defend the opposition's best five players. So that's going to be a bit tough for Greeny. But fuck, Greeny might just end up scoring 30 points a game from here on out, which is what he did the other day, which I'll get to in a second. Um, 
But the Kyrie trade breakdown, it's pretty simple, right? Like, you go all in, you get another superstar. The risk inherent in getting a superstar on the cheap is that he's a fucking lunatic, and it's Kyrie Irving who might just take an RDO because he saw a cool dog or Mercury's in retrograde. Like, these are the risks when you trade in Kyrie currency, which he probably has. Oh, it's, yeah, we call it Kyrie bucks. Um, and, uh, yeah, you can use it to buy, I don't know, goodwill, karma, uh, respect. I'll talk about that later. Well, I felt disrespected. Really? Did you? Maybe because you're a fucking lunatic. Anyway, uh, Kyrie in Dallas, I'm excited to see what happens because he could just burn the fucking place down to the ground within three months or it could just work and they could look incredible on offense like we've seen Kyrie with LeBron, like we've seen Kyrie with uh, maybe not so much the Celtics, uh, but KD as well. Same sorts of vibes, right? The ceiling is the roof. It's unreal. All-star injuries. Doesn't look like we'll get KD or Steph for the all-star game. Uh, Steph, I think he'll probably get replaced. Fascinating to see what will happen. KD, same sorts of vibes. Uh, so I don't know. Like in term, like who would you like to see there? You know, I think I would like to see Siakam take KD's spot. I think I would like to see. Uh, I'd like to see Darren Fox rather than Ant Man, but I've got a feeling that uh, <laughs> it's going to go a bit wonky. So, anyway, look, the tough thing about it, so Durant, he was thinking about maybe, maybe coming back, but no chance now. So, either way, maybe they should just put Cam Thomas in because <laughs> he's basically turned into uh, if you gave Kyrie meth. Um, kind of love it. Either way, let's go. Uh, who would you like to see next up? Fox over Ant-Man, be more consistent from the start of the year through now. Otherwise, I don't know. I'm kind of just like, let's fucking get to it already. <laughs> We've still got a little bit of time. Trade deadline's obviously still happening as well. We've got a trade. Uh, the Spurs got Dwayne, Dwayne Deadman and a 2028 20, second rounder from the Heat in exchange for cash. Uh, interestingly, the first time that those two teams have ever traded with each other. I think the Spurs have traded with everybody else. Uh, and just never the heat. It's good because they hate each other. Love it, though. Um, but that's kind of cool. I think we'll see an absolute fucking flood of moves in the last 36 hours. So essentially heading from tomorrow, I don't know, around noon, all the way through to Friday morning, it'll be on like Kong. Uh, keep an eye on Phoenix. Matt Ishbia is taken over there. He reckons he's going to hire Isaiah Thomas. Uh, to fix that front of us. Apparently, he doesn't do any research. Because what happened last time Isaiah Thomas tried to uh, run a front of us? Oh, jeez, did he leave burn the Knicks down to the ground and keep getting sued about sexual harassment and stuff? Yes, he did. And he sucked. What are you doing, Matt Ishbia? Now I'm officially worried about the Suns. If you think, oh, maybe I should hire Isaiah Thomas, like, have you looked at the fucking dude's track record? He's shit. Oh, but he's a cool guy to be around. Great. Don't pay him to run your fucking franchise, you bonehead. Jesus. Uh, Chicago, 
fascinated to see if they look. Chicago will probably just go. Oh, nah, we good, <laughs> but they should do something. That team's going nowhere. The Knicks can't wait to see what's going to happen. The Utah fire sale will that happen? Toronto, do they move from OG Van Vliet? What are they going to do to Cleveland? Oh. Cleveland, do they upgrade that wing position? Okoro's fucking awesome on defense. They just need that. I think they'll probably just. Let it go this year, unless they can swing a Jay Crowder trade, which they probably should try. Memphis, that fucking place is just imploding. There was the story out of the weekend that the NBA had to investigate about uh, Jar Morant's mates, associates threatening Indiana staff and players, and there was a laser. <laughs> and it's like, oh, we didn't know it was attached to a gun. Like, All right, might have been just like, like you're in year eight, trying to fuck off the substitute teacher. Hey, who's got that laser? Who's got it? Hand it over, there won't be any trouble. Fuck you, sir. Uh, any other sort of stuff? I mean, San Antonio, Portland, Clippers. I think it should be a bit of chaos. I can't wait to see what will happen. Um, there's going to be so many moving parts. It's sort of... I'll have a couple of ones that I uh, mentioned later again that I wouldn't mind seeing. Just players just, you know, get shuffled around. But for the moment, like... I think a lot's going to go down and it's going to be great. So we'll probably do a wrap-up show on Friday, I reckon, uh, which would be great fun. Right, let's do some game wraps. Game wraps, 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 game wraps. That's right, the game wraps last three days after we did Sunday night show. Uh, the Magic came out and beat the shit out of the Hornets. 119-113, you love to see it. Fuck, I love this Magic team. They're 22-32 and 32 now. Well, 22 and 33 because I lost today, but still. Cavs, that's right. Cleveland. Beat the Pacers, 122-103. I thought the Pacers would make that a little bit more interesting. Miles Turner is crushing it, but Cleveland. Cleveland. When they're on song, they're like a top five team in the NBA. One team that is not, the Sixers. Because when they're not on song, they look like dog shit. They got beaten by the Knicks, 108-97. The Knicks ran over the fucking top of them in the fourth quarter. Shit pumped them. Absolutely shit pumped them. Joel Embiid just ran out of gas and the Knicks scored like 15 points in like the last three minutes. It was crazy. Loved it. Because, I mean, this Sixers team, they just look so just disinterested in this game. You're like, guys, you know that this is like a division rival that you could probably be playing in the like in the actual playoffs? Like, what are you doing? And they're like, nah, we're good. You're like, all right, sure. <laughs> Okay. And yeah, it was like 13 points in the last three and a half minutes. They just went fucking bang. Because it was still pretty close. They were right there. Sixers still had a bit of a sniff. Nope. The way they did it, just very, very impressive. This Knicks team, they're really tough to get a handle on too, obviously. But goddamn, that was a big win, uh, especially at home. Sixers had been flying. Just a dispiriting loss, 108-97. Raptors beat the Grizzlies at Memphis. Huge comeback win for them as well. Scotty Barnes coming up clutch. Does McBrain tried his hardest to uh, keep him in it? But the Raps just sort of had everybody firing. I think they had seven players and double figures. Everybody just did a little something, something. And the Grizzlies just fell the fuck apart. No Jar Morant and uh, no hope. Bit of a uh, different story from last year, isn't it? Anyway, a bit weird. Uh, the Wolves beat the Nugs uh, as the Nugs rested everybody. That seems fair. It was 128-98. Yeah, Wolves had better have won that when they're like, uh, no jam and Jamal Murray. 
No, you joker. It's like, all right, cool. Great. Off you go. No buy in Thailand who's still being sat as they try to trade him. Uh, the Pelicans were the Pelicans, not the Pelicans. They fucking killed the Kings too that day. 136-104. Uh, ran over the top of them. The Pelicans, they are a fucking team that you can't get a handle of because the way they sort of beat the Hawks today, you're like, oh, okay, so I I guess they're back. Are they just doing a John Wick? Yeah, I guess you could say I'm back. Yeah. The Kings, bit of a weird one. No Fox there. And uh, they got a smoker rated. Anyway, uh, right. What happened on Monday? Well, I'll tell you this much. The Celtics, they straight killed the Pistons. So he got straight killed. 111.99. Tatum at 34.11.6. Crushed at the Cavs. That's right. On a back-to-back. Cleveland. 114.91. Over my extreme zinger meal. The extreme zinger meal. Uh, the zinger. 18-7 against the go the throw. Jared Allen with his 23-8. The Clippers beat the Nets despite Cam Thomas being a fucking madman. And at 47. 124-116. Clippers had to hold them off down the sort of stretch. Nets really fought in this one, which is pretty crazy. Short-handed. Uh, had nobody basically going. Paul George and Kawhi. <laughs> Out there for the Clips. Clips having spent a couple of days in New York. You expect him a little bit sluggish, but Eddie Bernie Sumner, who just got traded as well from the uh, Nets, uh, he had 23 in that one. Fair thee well, sir. Fair thee well. Uh, Cam Thomas, though, 47. Only source of offense, really. Nicky Claxton, 15. Royce now 15. TJ Warren, Bubble MJ, 8 points in 12 minutes. No one else did shit. And uh, there you go. So, funny stuff. Kind of weird. Oh, no, it was Kessler Edwards who got traded, not Edmund Bernie Sumner. Edwards got traded like Sacramento. Uh, I believe. I better check that. Because it's like, Walker Kessler. No, Kessler Edwards. It's like, all right, we're just doing Kesslers. What about Kepler Vessels? Just saying. Um, yeah, you got traded to the Kings. Basically, open up a roster spot. They kind of, it's kind of got a bit of a uh, roster crunch. Also, I think that one move saved them like 8 million bucks. Anyway, because of luxury tax shit. Uh, Bulls beat the piss out of the Spurs. 128-104. Spurs are just fucking... Oof. Playing out the rope. Jesus, I'll tell you that much. Kings shit pumped the Rockets. That was huge. This is like, I think that was their fifth fifth game in like eight days. The Kings, just like that. It doesn't happen very often now with the uh, back-to-backs, but it's just, it fucked them. Uh, but it turns around and they kicked the shit out of them because Keegan Murray went off for 30. The Rockets are a mess. They're a fucking mess. The Mavs beat the Yaz shorthanded because Josh Greeny Green, that's right, Scott. Went off for a career high 29. Jaden Hardy had 29 as well. The Yaz, what the fuck was going on there? They couldn't get anything going. Um, Tim Hardaway, the lesser of the 17, but Greeny was unbelievable. 29, dominated. And uh, Larry, that's a girl's name, Mark, and a 19 on 17. Nothing really going right for the Yaz in that one. Bit of a shock. Way to underestimate your, underestimate your opponent. Warriors kilt the Thunder. That was a bit of a weird one, too. So he got straight killed. Clay couldn't miss. Hit 12 threes. Giddy had 15, 7, and 8, but not really anything going when Clay turns into a human fucking flamethrower. Uh, the Bucks killed the Blazers, 127-108. I predicted that one um, pretty handily. Just the Bucks never really struggled. And then today, some weird games. New York held on against Orlando. Had to, like, um, 
run over the top of them at the end again. This is it. The Knicks apparently just like, in the last three minutes, we'll just score 15 points again. What do you reckon? It's like, this is not sustainable, but good on you. <laughs> 30 and 26, sure. Big win. Suns held on against the Nets, 116-112. Tough couple of losses to the Nets where they stayed really competitive. Ben Simmons was back for this one and uh, had fuck all of an impact. Uh, Pelicans, 116, beat the Hawks. I mentioned how weird they are. Spindles is crushing it. He had 30. But the Hawks just, ugh. There's a team who just needs to go right. What the fuck are we doing? Should we trade Trey? What should we do? He had 16 and 16, but I mean, it's the Pelicans. The Hawks are fucking healthy. They had the full complement. Gross. They got killed. CJ had 21 points on 23 shots and they fucking smashed him. Anyway, crazy stuff. Hawks just a bit wonky. Don't like it. Grizzlies bounce back win. Beat the Bulls at 104.89. Uh, Jar came back with a vengeance, 34-6-7 for him. Nugs, same vibe. Joker and Jamal came back and kicked the fuck out of the Wolves in a home-and-home home series, 146-112. <laughs> How's that? They just, like, switch out, like, ass kickings. And the Thunder beat the Lakers. That was the thing we skipped over at the top. LeBron James, all-time leading scorer, lost the game. The weird part is, I think he's also lost all the other games where he's passed the other top five all-time leading scorers, like Dirk, MJ, Kobe, Carl Malone. Um, he's lost every single one of those games. Oh, it's almost like putting yourself in front of your team's not a good way to win games. <laughs> Maybe, I guess. All right, NBA Australia pre performance of the night. This should be good, I guess. I hope. That's not a knife. That's a knife. Oh, I mean, it's got to be LeBron. He had fucking 38 with all that pressure. Uh, they lose the game, though. So 38, 7, and 3, three steals. He shot 13 and 20 in the game, 4 or 6 from downtown. 38,388 points. That is. It's just silly. It's just a lot of points. He's going to get to 40,000 points for his career. That is mind boggling. That's so many fucking points. I guess when you play 20 years, it happens. You don't get injured majorly. Unbelievable, though. Uh, but the NBA Australia improved performances of the night. You can't go past Cam Thomas. So the little bloke, the young fella, backs up his 44. With 47 and then 43 more today. How is that? The youngest player in NBA history to score 40 points in three straight. Kyrie fucking who? Say the Brooklyn Nets. So he has 44, 5, and 5. Then he backs up with 47, 4, and 3, going 15 and 29 from the floor. 7, 11, ding, from 3. 43, 5, and 3 today. Sorry, 43-5-3, and 11-23, and 3-9 and from downtown. Just fearless. Kept them in both those games. Just They've got nobody else. Paddy literally can't hit a shot. Cam Thomas is absolutely on fire. It's awesome. So, um, look, but what a time to like have your absolute fucking breakout performances when LeBron just sucks up all the fucking oxygen. Bit of a rough one. But you get that on the big jobs when it's chaos. Obviously, Clay with his 42 and the 12 threes. I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Keegan Murray enjoyed his. Um, but, yeah, some really good ones. I've got to give it to Cam Thomas, though. What a fucking legend. How about Spud of the Night, though? Spud, 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 for those Hawks, what's the problem with them, Jim? I don't know. 
not hitting a shot in nine attempts is probably a bad problem. Ain't no stopping Obi Toppin. I guess there's no stopping him from hitting a fucking shot apart from his own bad self. O of six. Shaden Sharp, O of six. Saban Lee, O of five. George Niang, O of five against the Knickerbockers. Uh, Kobe, Kobe White, Al Horford, Christian Woodall went one of seven. Chetty the Jetty, three of 12. Two of 12 for the world's most fucking annoying prick, Dylan Brooks. Two of 12 for him. <sighs> you know what hurts my fucking heart? A. Nobody went out and shot the beloved. Woo. Uh, breaks your heart. But the other one is Patty Mills. His name's probably being bandied about in trade talks right now. You've probably heard about that. Uh, if I were the Nets, I'd probably be doing the same and trying to get like a backup big. The thing that they don't really need right now is... Paddy, because they just don't seem... Well, Jacques Vaughn seriously just doesn't want to use him the right way. When he's gone off, he goes off. And uh, Jacques Vaughn just doesn't seem to have too much uh, faith in the man. So, Paddy's gone 0-5 against the Suns and 0-5 against the Clippers. Rough run right before the trade deadline. It's happened before with Paddy as well. If you sort of cast your mind back, when there were sort of murmurs of him being traded or whatever, there's always like a weird bit of dip of form. I think... You see him step up on the big stage for Australia and stuff like that. It does feel like it is a very sort of emotional approach to his game. And, yeah, if you've got the pressure of the trades hanging over you, it'll be kind of a bit shit. But, look, Paddy will bounce back. He'll be fine. He always is. Old mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? Uh, Kevin Durant, bloke had two superstar teammates less than 12 months ago. Now he's got Ben Simmons. Oof, that is brutal. But old mate, no mates really today. Nah, he's your fucking mate. Anthony Davis. I don't know if you've seen the footage. Uh, Not watching LeBron's winning shot. Not even clapping, not getting up. I get that he might have been pissed because he got subbed off by Darvin Ham, but and he was playing like shit. Like, that's on you, Anthony Davis. Like, what the fuck? It screamed to me, and the way that Russell Westbrook played that game as well, of like, uh, fuck you, I'm going to ice out fucking old mate LeBron over here, the bloke who's about to break the all-time scoring record. But the way they both played, it's like, uh, it sort of seems like maybe both of them have heard that they're uh, being involved in some trade rumors. What do you reckon? Oof. But yeah, AD not being all gung-ho about LeBron. I don't know if he was like carrying an injury. I don't know if he was hurt, feeling sick or something. But the footage was fucked. Like LeBron's literally hitting what will probably go down as one of the more famous fucking shots you'll see in NBA history. And Anthony Davis like, no, I'm going to sit down. All right. He's your fucking mate. Uh, what about pants of the night? It was that game. They beat LeBron in the all-time scoring game. OKC pants the Lakers just amazingly. They outplayed them. The fucking J-Wills. Ah, oh, how good are they? But of course, Josh Giddy. That was fucking great. Love to see it. That's a bit of a pants. Uh, better than Lonzo Ball. <coughs> Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you don't get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. He's coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Keegan Murray, how good was he the other day? 30 points, 8 made threes. But of course, Josh fucking Green. Scott, 
Greeny, you love him. Career high, the most points by an Aussie this year. 29 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, 10 of 17 shooting from the floor. 3 of 6 from downtown and 6 of 6 at the line. Dominated. Hashtag free Josh Green. <laughs> Play the man more, J-Kid. He was unbelievable. Like there, Dallas had absolutely no business winning that fucking game. They did because Green is unreal. What a win. What a performance. We are we gonna win gold like at the World Cup and then at the Olympics? I think we might. Like we'll just play Josh Green. We'll play Gids. We'll get Dyson Daniels up to speed. We'll bring back Bangers. I'll get to him in a second. What do you reckon? <laughs> Jingles, Patty. We don't need Simo. Just saying. All right. Finally, Dickhead of the Week. Dickhead of the Week. I just know I want to be places where I'm celebrated and not just tolerated or just kind of dealt with in a way that doesn't make me feel respected. There were times throughout this process when I was in Brooklyn when I felt very disrespected and my talent. I work extremely hard at what I do. No one ever talks about my work ethic, though. Everyone talks about what I'm doing off the floor. So I wanted to change that narrative, write my own story, and just continue preparing in the gym. And now that I'm in Dallas, just focus on what I control. Oh, yeah? Uh, That's pretty interesting. I mean, yeah, no one ever talks about your work ethic and uh, what you're doing on the floor because you never fucking play, idiot. Uh, I felt disrespected. Oh, yeah, because you did a lot to earn that respect, though. I mean, you were there for your teammates when needed. Uh, You definitely just didn't go fucking walk about at random points of seasons and just fuck off and not tell anybody. Um, you didn't request trades whenever you felt vaguely fucking pissy. Yeah. No, 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 you're right. No, no, Kyrie, you were definitely disrespected. You giant fucking dickhead. Right. Right, but to wash that horrible fucking taste out of our mouth, can we do a legend of the week? All right, this is where Lil Jimmy's fucking night of nights, his dream night, Aaron Bangers Bane. So I went to the NBL Awards last night um, at the behest of my gig at CodeBet, which was fucking great. Thanks to my boss uh, bringing me along, getting me the invite. Loved every second of it. Hanging out, fist bump creaky. uh, Have a chat to my man Rowdy. Love Ryan Rowdy Brockoff, you know that. Recurring guest here on NBA Australia. Same with Jason Kadee. Same with Mitch McCarron. Of course, the prawn, Sean Bruce. Uh, love all of them. And it's just sort of like, oh, shit, a bunch of these dudes have been on the show. This is great. But Aaron Baines. So I saw him uh, sort of come up the escalator. I'm like, ah, I'll leave him alone. I mean, he's going to get harangued. And then after the NBL awards happened, which were really good, lots of fun. The feed was great. The free booze was even better. Off you went. And I sort of like bang, bangers was like, what, two tables over from us. And uh, sort of sitting there stock still for a lot of you, like, yeah, man, I can imagine that uh, recovering from the injury that he had, like, it can't be fucking great just sitting in one spot, moving around, getting, like, all fidgety and antsy like I would. And so once it was kind of all wrapped up, congrats to Ballarat boy Xavier Cooks on winning the MVP. He's a old man. I remember watching him play for the Ballarat Miners. Fucking awesome times. Anyway... Damon Lowry was there too on the table next to me. I'm like, that's another minor legend right there. But went up and chatted to Bangers afterwards and just sort of like had to do the, yeah, hey, man, look, you're going to get it a million times, but I'm James from NBA Australia. I just want you to know that we fucking love you, man. We fucking love you. And 
your recovery, your recuperation, uh, the way you've gotten back on the floor is just wildly inspiring. He's like, thanks, man. Fucking Yeah, and we just chatted for a good five, ten minutes. And uh, he was so fucking nice and chill and just a fucking dude and gave me some shit because I've not had him on the show <laughs> and stuff like that. You're like, this is fucking awesome. So I uh, got my photo with bangers, had a great time. I do want to get him on for a cooking with Bainesy and uh, for a real life one. So we'll see what we can tee up. But uh, also, I don't know, just sort of wandering around and chatting, you know, to some fucking basketball luminaries was great fun. Um, as I said, like a pig and shit, just all your sort of teenage dreams of like, oh shit, there's slamming Sam McKinnon. Let's hang out. G'day, Sam. Hey, have a big old chat to uh, some other luminaries as well. Didn't get a uh, hang with Gazy. As you can imagine, at the Gazy's, he's a man who's very much in uh, demand. So, But otherwise, had a fucking cracking time at the NBL Awards. Uh, really, really, really enjoyed it. McCarran and uh, Sean Bruce just fucking propping up one end of the uh, one end of the room. You saw Sobes wandering around causing havoc. Dream Dog. I didn't get to chat the Dream Dog. Also another recurring guest here on NBA Australia, but... He had the speed dealer sunnies on, pulling a bit of a uh, Tom Lubratore. Loved it. Good to see him. But I uh, had a great night. But the highlights definitely got to be bangers. And there was a moment where I turned around and it was bangers. Dave Anderson, who I also spoke to and I love, also a guest on NBA Australia. Uh, Andrew Bogut, of course, Big Bogues, also having been on NBA Australia. And he's just having that, you know, big man powwow. <laughs> And I think Dave Barlow was with them as well. I'm like, this is fucking great. What a conglomerate of amazing Australian big men. I loved it. Every second. It was awesome. All right. Let's do some quick gear now. Let's get the fuck out of here. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys. This is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. This is Nas, brought to you by the NBA Australia Shop. Go get your merch, get your merch, get your merch. 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 Get your merch. Easy, nbaaustralia.com slash shop, or just click on the links on the socials. Off you go. Uh, let's do some Nas quickly. Matty Owers, before LeBron's game today, what's the over-under on field goal attempts today, Jimmy? Yeah, nah, surely he's going to go for 50, 60 points, not just the 36 he needs. Yeah, nah, uh... Yeah, Matty was right. I was wrong. I had the under. I thought he'd probably top out, top out about 28 and save it for the Giannis game uh, on national TV, do the massive, massive, massive hullabaloo. I don't think it mattered. I think he got there. They still lost. That was a bit of a tough point. But, I mean, it was cool. Like, what I didn't expect to this degree was just, like, the sheer anticipation every time he touched the ball. Like, it was crazy how much... The crowd was just like, just give him the ball <laughs> every time. <laughs> just give him the ball. So good. Uh, but fuck, that was a momentous and fun game to watch. Uh, Scotty Baxter sent this one through the other day. Yeah, nah, Kyrie, NBA Kanye, requesting a trade has saved Simmons from being traded. Yeah, nah, Kyrie getting traded 100% probably did 
save Simmons getting uh, moved along. Because I feel like there would have been a Spurs move. And to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone by the time this show comes out as well, like just in a nice little bookend to the Kyrie trade. But the problem is, I guess his values hit a bit of a nadir, right? So what are you realistically getting back in return for this version of Ben Simmons? Fucking not much. So I think the Nets would probably have to roll the dice now and see how they go with Dinwiddie. Simmons, Dorian Finney-Smith, KD, Claxton, and then that Cam Thomas, Joe Harris, Seth Curry sort of rotating in and out. And that's kind of the thing, like with the emergence of Thomas, you can go, oh, yeah. All right, Patty, we need a backup big at <laughs> your salary spot, man. So, uh, yeah, I think Patty might be uh, on the move in the next day or two. Tough one, though. But, yeah, Simo, I think, could still get moved. I think there's a, uh, I don't know if there's a Jakob Pertle move in there with the Spurs. I don't know what could happen there, but I'd still rather just sort of see what you've got when you've got he, KD, and co out there, so he might survive the deadline. Right, and this is the last one. We'll double this up as a bit of an unpopular opinion of the day, I guess, because that seems like a thing to do. Now, look at me, please. Look at me. 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 Uh... So did the argument for LeBron being the GOAT just get stronger? Yeah, nah, yeah, of course it did. Because you go, like, it's a very easy argument. Most points all time. Most points all time. That's a fucking hell of an argument. He scored the most points all time. My point with that is that, I mean, Kareem wasn't the GOAT after MJ rocked up, and Kareem had the most points of all time. (laughs) And six MVPs. And six titles. So I'm still going to go with MJ. Like, the problem is we're going to get to that point as I've hit on a couple of times the last few weeks, right? The argument will very quick, quickly become MJ uh, was the better just basketball player. Just the dude who you're like, this guy was put on this earth to play basketball. LeBron has the better career because the longevity, the all-time, all the records, just the counting stats. It's just it's almost too much, right? So... Yeah, bit of a tough one. Uh, another unpopular opinion of the day. I kind of don't mind the Kyrie trade for the Nets. I don't know if I hit on this enough. Like getting that first in twenty twenty nine, you don't know what the fuck Kyrie will do to this franchise. Like Cuban might sell it in six months because he's just like, nah, can't be fucked. <laughs> Spencer, Dorian Finney Smith, you get Spencer back in the fold, just a handy um, scoring point guard who can do a bit of stuff next to KD. It feels like. With Cam Thomas and his emergence, TJ Warren, Yuta Wantanabe, Seth Curry, Joe Harris. Like they've got shooters. They probably need that one sort of creator. Like if you can pull some sort of Mike Conley trade out your ass or something. Um, but still, you can keep that first in 2029 up your sleeve because you've blown so many other draft picks uh, left, right, and center in the Harden trade and then. Just everything else. Oh, God. Um, but at the same time, like the cool thing is I don't mind, as I mentioned earlier, like Kyrie in Dallas, right? Like he can now spend his time figuring out who shot JFK. Uh, it's crazy, though. Like when you think about it from a historical perspective, you go from KD and Kyrie and then James Harden to KD, a quarter of a Ben Simmons, Spencer Dinwiddie, who you already had, and Dorian Finney-Smith. <laughs> it's like, oh. All right. Still, uh, some other trades that we wouldn't mind seeing. Like, if KD goes, that much-mooted fucking Phoenix 
one that I've kind of thrown around time and time again. Bridges eight and a couple of firsts, maybe three firsts now for Kevin Durant. If Isaiah Thomas is in charge, he would have made it eight. So you can't trade that many Isaiah. I don't care. It's eight. <laughs> so Isaiah, it's literally you're not allowed to. I don't care. I'll, I'll call Adam. No, Isaiah, that's not how it works. Um, failing that, I want to see John Collins in Phoenix. It's one thing I just want to see happen. I just think Atlanta need to do something. If you send Aiton, maybe you get Collins, Capella. I don't know. Aiton and Kongu, though, seems weird. So maybe you move Aiton on to somewhere else, replace a bit of Collins. Just something is fucked in Atlanta. Uh, Crowder has to get to Milwaukee or Cleveland. Back to Cleveland, I reckon. That's what I want to say. Cleveland! Uh, Teenage Mutant Yaka Pertle. I've mentioned this one before, but I think I would fucking love to see him in Portland. Just a rim-running, shot-blocking big. It had changed shit for Dame so much more than Nurk. Who, look, I love Nurk. The Bulls new beer, but a bit of a tough one. And if you can get OG to Portland, like I mentioned the other day, where... Uh, you're sort of doing a lot of moving parts. It'll be kind of fun. And the thing is, it feels like Westbrook's just cooked, right? Like there's got to be a Charlotte still Charlotte trade still there. The one that we mentioned the other day was like Rogier and Hay- Hayward for like Rusty and you just go, yep, yeah, you're not getting our picks. It's a salary dump for you guys. You get out of the Rogier and Hayward money, which is like what, a combined 140 mil over two years left or well, a year after this one on Hayward and what, three, four left on Terry, but I don't know. And what do you reckon? Do the Warriors, do they move on from Wiseman? What are they going to do? Fascinating. All right, quick Outback Takehouse. It's Wednesday at Outback. You know what that means? Oh, yeah. We uh, lost about 87 good men trying to bring down this bird for your fucking palate. That's right, cassowary casserole. It took out 87 people. It's the world's most deadliest bird. Also, the world's most tastiest fucking bird. Only at Outback. Goes great as a flame grill take. And today's flame grill take is... LeBron might have broken the all-time scoring record, but he wasn't even the best player in that game. That was Josh Giddy. Only... To be honest, that was just fucking true. Giddy was incredible. Just tearing up Pat Bev. Um, But the Outback Takehouse thing... I think the flame grill take is that I don't think it lasts another 38 years. People are like, oh, that'll never be broken. It's like, have you... LeBron is a physical freak. Kareem was a physical freak. Kevin Durant probably would have been on track to break it uh, without getting injured. But that's always going to be the caveat. Like, LeBron's basically an alien. Kareem was an alien. Odds are there'll probably be another alien. You know? And the way... It might be fucking Victor Wimbanyama. <laughs> like, the way you can shoot threes now, the sheer volume of it, the points just skyrocketing. I don't think it lasts 38 years. What a fucking momentous record, though. That's awesome. All right. Quick strand player watch. Then we'll get the fuck out of your hair right after. Let's hear from Rowdy. It's good to see him last night. Hi, this is Ryan Brockoff, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Had a good chat with Rowdy. Uh, I'm going to go to the Phoenix game on Thursday, tomorrow night. That should be awesome. Can't wait. Uh, haven't been to many games this year, so 
you know, that's what happens when you have a very, very small newborn child. <laughs> you don't get to do things. Every, every dad out there is nodding right now, and every mum. I know there's some of you out there. Uh, good stuff, though. It's like, yeah, yeah, doing things is a fun thing to be able to do. <laughs> Ben Simmons is averaging 7.2 points, 6.4 rebounds, and 6.4 assists this year. He had two points today on two shots. He had two fouls. So, Jimmy, how's his uh, count going? Yep, if you're curious about his total fouls, which, I mean, it's still pretty funny. He has 129 total fouls. How many made shots has he got this year, Jim? Well, 125, which is actually less than 129. So, yes, he has more fouls than made field goals still. He looked a little bit spry at times, but just, oh, man, he looks lost at others. You're like, how did you lose your basketball IQ as well? Anyway, uh, one block, one steal, six assists, four rebounds, oh, one from the free throw line, one or two at the line. Just good to have him back, though. Uh, Patty Thrills, Patty Mills, 0 of 5 in both those games. As mentioned, missed three threes in each. He had three assists and a rebound today and had one block yesterday. Uh, But, yeah, the 0 of 5s, that's just... Bit tough. We need more of that Lakers game, that one where he had 21. Build up that trade value. Uh, rock him, sock him, block him, drop him, Landau. Good to see him and Simo going at it today. Uh, he had seven points, four rebounds and assists. Uh, three or four shooting, didn't take a three. Looking good out there. Got sort of jobbed of a couple of rebounds at times, but good to see him and Simo going hammer and tongs. Still no Dyson Daniels back. No uh, update on him as well. I kind of feel like that's just a nice little like, ah, Dyson, take your time, you know. Dodge the rookie wall by just chilling the fuck out for a couple of weeks. You'll be right, mate. You'll be right. Jack White got out there, though, against Minnesota and tied his career high with five points today. How good was that? Two or four from the floor. Oh, or two from downtown, but one on one of the line. Fucking crushed it. Five points, zero rebound, zero assist, but that's an equal career high five. Fuck yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Jack White rules. Yes, mate. Uh, Matty T... Aussie Matty T, also in a lot of trade rooms at the moment. The Sixers, it's just, I don't know why Doc hates him, but he does. Here we are. Uh, four rebounds and a steal. Zero points in 10 minutes against the Knicks. Should have played him more. Only 10 minutes. You need to lock down those Knicks. Uh, King Daly got out there again. After his 19-minute uh, stint the other day against uh, the Pals when they were shorthanded. And he had the seven points. He was bloody good too on Monday. So he's gone out and just uh, had a bit of a great start to February. He's played three straight games. He had seven points, six assists, and a rebound. Uh, that is the most points he's scored in a game for Sacramento. That is also uh, the same most amount of assists he's had in the game for Sacramento. So a couple of franchise highs for Delhi against New Orleans. Seven points, six assists, one rebound as they got shit pumped. Uh, two or four from the floor. One or two from downtown. Two or two at the line. And then today he had the two-minute to assist uh, game against Houston. That's a lot of assists per minute. His per 36 numbers are through the roof. Greeny had the 29-6-2. We've already mentioned that. 10 is 17 from the floor against Utah. Unreal. 3-6 from three. 6 of 6 at the free throw line. Um, as his minutes have ticked up, he's been fucking incredible. He's only going to get better too. Love Josh Green. He's got the uh, averages up to 8.7 and 2.5 now. So 29 points, a career high. The most by an Aussie this year. Love to see it. And of course... Josh Giddy, 15-7-8 against the Warriors the other day. 6-12 shooting. Fuck, he was good, though. One block, one steal. Backs it up with a 20-point, five rebounds, six assists game against the Lakers. Looked incredible. 
10 to 19 from the floor. 0 to 3 from 3, but got the win. Giddy up. All right, let's do a quick Shane Hill. Shoot a shoot, shoot your shot. Light them up award. Praise the Lord for I'm healed. It is the Shane Heal. Shoot his shoot. Shoot your shot. Light him up award. All right, real quick. Um, I mean, it's Clay Thompson because he went out and hit fucking 12 threes like he was hammer. <laughs> Seriously, it's incredible what they keep doing, these uh, splash brotherinos. Um, <clears throat> so this was a great one. 42 points, 15 to 22 from the floor, 12 to 16 from downtown. Only two players ever in NBA history have now hit 12 plus threes in a game. Multiple on multiple occasions, it's Steph and Clay who have both done it twice. Uh, my favorite aspect, though, of the Clay Thompson game, he has the most 40 plus point games with zero free throw attempts. He's got three of them. He's also got. The most 35-plus, 30-plus, 25, and 20-plus games with zero free-throw attempts. <laughs> That's sick. What a legend. He's just like, nah, not driving. I'm going to shoot this. Shoot a shoot, motherfucker. Listen to Hammer. Off you go. All right, Patty Mills Game Day, Baller Game Day Twitter check-in. Uh, we're going to go to Jock. Uh, he was hanging out in uh, New York, obviously. Near, actually, right near my old uh, stomping ground. You'll have to see that. And uh, I was disappointed to see that, uh, you know, Bangers didn't post my photo of us together. But <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> the vibe, though, of uh, Jock Landale hanging out in New York. Very nice. He and the missus. A uh, couple of photos just in the galleries. Just walking around in Central Park. Actually, it's right near our old apartment. So it's pretty good. Only a Jock. Staying inspired. Right. Do some game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Inverted Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How's it all going? Yeah, good. It's getting late. I'm going to finish this one off and get the fuck out of here and get some sleep before we do the NBA show tomorrow morning at Fox. Uh, Magic beating the Hornets back on Monday. That was a win. Uh, Cavs paces. That was a loss. Sixers did not beat the Knicks. Grizzlies did not beat the Raptors. Nugs, Wolves. Oh, might have to give you an update on all these uh, picks on Friday. Um, tomorrow, though, we've got our picks. So we'll just go to the picks and previews and uh, have a look at some of these lines. So we've got the Pistons at the Cavs. The Cavs are 12.5-point favorites against Detroit. Detroit are a bit feisty, but the Cavs are also fucking dominating at home. So I'm going to go to the Cavs minus 12.5. They might have to smash them. Uh, Wiz hosts the Charlotte Hornets. I'm going to have to go to the Wiz. I don't like it. 4.5-point favorites at home, though. I'll have to go there. Celtics hosting the Sixers. I had the Celtics head-to-head. I think they still win this, but I'm going to take the Sixers plus four and a half. Uh, they cover really well on the road. Celtics-Sixers is a huge game. Big Embiid moment. The way the Sixers looked against the Knicks, didn't like it. But I think they can put up a fight against the Celtics, who also you know, had that stinker against Phoenix the other day. Um, yeah, give me the Sixers plus four and a half Celtics to win. Pacers heat. Uh, I'm going to switch that from the heat. I think on uh, the other day, I'm going to go Pacers. They're plus six and a half. I'm taking that against Miami in a heartbeat. Miami stink at covering lines at home. Raptors host the Spurs. They're ten and a half point favorites. Oof. It's a big number. Whoa, the Spurs are the walking wounded, though, so give me the Raptors minus ten and a half. It's a bit tricky, though, with all the uh, trade rumors. You never know 
who's still going to be on these teams. Kings at Rockets. I've got the Kings uh, minus eight and a half because they ship pumped them by 20, literally two days ago. Minnesota, Utah. This is going to be fascinating. I think Rudy Gobert. It's a Gobert ball. Let's go. He's coming home. Is he going to play? Probably not. Give me the Yaz minus three and a half. That's a bounce back win for them. Mavs at Clippers. Uh, might be a bit wonky with some of the uh, new additions. We might see Kyrie, but I'm going to take the Clippers minus seven and a half. And we have a bit of a fun panic station game of like, whoa, the Mavs just got fucking killed. It's like, yeah, the Clippers always kill the Mavs. I don't think Kyrie stops that. Uh, not in his first game for the team. Warriors, Blazers. I'm going to go the Blazers uh, minus three and a half at home because the Warriors stink on the road. Right, uh, we'll pick. So that's Thursday's games. We'll pick Fridays as well, and then we'll do a show on Friday and set you up for the weekend. Sound like a good plan? Good, great, legendary. Uh, so we have Friday's games. We've only got the four. That'll be easy. All right. Friday, Nugs at Magic. You've got to go the Nugs. Oh, actually, ooh, I'd go the... I'd check the line for the Magic Men uh, because it might get a bowl ball revenge game. Suns at Hawks. Oh, that's so tricky. Suns at Hawks. Book came back. They looked all right today. I think the Hawks might get them at home, though. Give me the Hawks. Bulls at Nets. Oh, God. Who's going to be on this Bulls team? Give me the Nets at home. They're fun. They might have their new dudes back as well. Bucks, Lakers. Bucks. Oof. you got to take the Bucks, even on the road against LeBron. And there you go. There's all the picks. I'll uh, collate basically this entire week's for Friday's show. And away we go. But for now, that'll do. Sick. What a fun time. LeBron all time. Kyrie traded. Not to the Lakers. That's hilarious. Sucked in. You hate to see it. Lakers is exceptionalism. I love that Joe Sy was like, we're not fucking trailing him to the Lakers. Because that's his accent. Um, <laughs> seriously. Uh, but also, the very big clincher there, like Lakers fans getting up in their feels about it, is like, yeah, they didn't have the current players that the Nets clearly wanted in like a Finney Smith and a Spencer Dinwiddie to sort of keep KD happy, right? can we have Russell Westbrook and Austin Reeves? And they're like, oh, I don't know about Austin Reeves. I'm like, well, fuck you. <laughs> Click. <laughs> all right, so back on Friday for a quick Friday show. In the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Facebook, IG. We've been all over the socials. Can't wait for this trade deadline. To wrap it up on Friday for you, should be fucking great fun. Uh, check out NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. We are hosting the party, the Super Bowl party at the Catfish on Monday. I'll see you there. I'll be getting amongst it. Say that much. Uh, get around the NBA Australia shop. Get some merch, get some merch. Click through the links on the socials. Get around CodeBet. Good website, CodeBet Daily as well. That's a good one if you're into your punting. Uh, check us a rating review on your iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Look, we've changed the back end of the uh, show. Uh, so hopefully it's getting to you quick. Hopefully it's getting to you well. But if you want to give it a, another rate, review, whatever, just to make sure you have done it, that'd be fucking handy. Because <laughs> uh, it might... Just push it along. Uh, big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. They rule. So to Dosh, Joshua Delarendis. Fascinated. Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozer for all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all at Bandcamp, Triple J on Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands. And we'll close out today's show. Oh, we might not do a cooking with Bainsy. What can we do? Um, now we'll do a cooking with Bainsy. Yeah, fuck it. All right, we'll talk to you on Friday, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying look after yourselves, would you? And free petty mills. Late Eisen.
Cooking with Bainsey is filmed in front of a live studio audience. And now it's time for Cooking with Bainsey with your host, Aaron Bangers Baines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, get I Oh, get I Oh, look at yourself. Yes, get I Cheryl. I always see you down the front. Yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, come on. Set. Yeah, settle down. Thanks very much. Yes. Welcome to Cooking with Bainesy. I'm your host, Aaron Bangers Baines. And uh, look, on this here episode, we are going to whip up one of my all-time absolute Aussie favourites. It's going to blow your mind. You can have it whenever. It's an absolute bloody treat. It is the classic party pie. Yeah, that's right. We're going to cook up some party pies for you on this episode of Cooking with Bainsy. Now, I love me some party pies. They're easy as, mate. Definitely helps keep up this physique, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I reckon I probably put away about 40 of these buggers per week, eh? Easy, easy, easy. All right, so, so, so. All right, you ready? So it's bloody simple, mate. Yes, all you got to do is go down to your local soupy and just grab a box of party pies of whatever takes your fancy. Because, look, now, I like the round ones, and you can get a pack of 24 of patties, but... I do also like the 4 and 20 party pies, which come in those rectangles. They're a bit easier to eat because you can just grab the end and you're not going to burn your tongue. So whatever you prefer, just don't fuck around with the party packs. The sausage rolls are absolutely bloody rubbish. So, now, it's bloody simple. Just uh, preheat your oven to 250 degrees or as hot as you bloody well want. Dump all 24 of your party pies. Don't screw around and only do 12 or half of them or whatever. Put all 24 out there because you're going to eat all of them. Trust me, you're going to eat all of them. When she's all heated up, your oven, put your tray in there. Just, I don't know, look at the back of the package. See that it says 30 minutes. Now, go crack a tin. Sit back. Hang out. Once they're done, grab them out. Load them up with a bit of tomato sauce. And Bob's your bloody uncle. That is awesome, isn't it? Just look at it now. Look, 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 look. This is very important. Give them a second to cool down. You probably have to only bite like the edge of one of them to open it up to, just to see how hot it is. Because otherwise, you'll burn your bloody tongue because the insides of these buggers are like bloody molten lava, eh? So grab yourself another tin. Uh, wait for them to cool down just a little bit so they're not bloody molten lava. Then get your bloody munch on. Oh, oh there you go. Look, oh, oh, look at this one. That's an absolute bloody ripper. The best bit is... These are as good as anything for any occasion. you got mates coming around, party pies. Misses with some of her mates, party pies. Kids' birthday, party pies. Getting home shit-faced after a night out on the turps, party pies. Easy. They're just bloody delicious, mate. All right, look, I'm just going to munch in this. I'll probably cook up enough of them for all of you. Look at this. Here we go. Oh, how easy is that? Love it. All right, so get into the party pies. And that's it for this week. How easy. All right, tune in next week for a new recipe. And we'll see you then on the next episode of Cooking with Bainsey.